It's a couple of years ago, I was at the summer school uh, and we had a couple hundred uh, young people there. And during, in between one of the sessions, the young people got into what I think is called crowd surfing. Uh, well, it was a different type of crowd surfing because what you did is, I was watching them, you, you stood with your back on, on the stage with your back to uh, the drop behind you, the stage was about this high, and, and then you had to trust as you fell backwards that people would catch you. Right? So I was watching these young people doing that and I thought, wow, that's amazing. And then they caught sight of me and they said, oh, Father Ken, Father Ken. And when, you know, a hundred young people start screaming, oh, Father Ken, Father Ken, you've got to do it. So, so now I'm standing on the edge of the stage with my back to the drop and I'm thinking, this could be the end. <laughs> I haven't prepared my funeral. <laughs> I had a picture of myself maybe in a hospital bed or something. <laughs> you know, with a broken back. And they said, come on, come on, you can do it, you can do it. And so I thought, here you go. And then up my... And they caught me, thank God. <laughs> Cushioned me to the ground. But it, again, it's just that how hard it is to trust. You know, I, I, you know, when your life's in free fall, as it were, it's hard to trust that you're going to be caught in the arms of the Lord. We do find it hard to trust one another. We find it hard to trust the Lord. Uh, in the psalm there, you might have noticed it says, I trusted the Lord... Even when I said, I'm sorely afflicted. It's easy to trust the Lord when everything's going well, but when things go pear-shaped, and bewildering circumstances come into our life, and it's all too much to handle, it's hard then to trust the Lord. And I think the issue here is the way we see God you see, because he is our Father God. And so when we trust, it's trusting in our loving Father. But so many of us have been wounded a bit in that regard, with our earthly dads maybe, like I had been too in my life, and needed a healing. To be able to trust, because when things go wrong in our lives, the first question that raises is, does God care? Does he really care about me? That's what comes up, doesn't it? Now I'm talking about this today because all the readings have it in them. Now the secret of Jesus is that he had such a revelation of the Father's love in his humanity because he's human like we are in every way but sin. He had such a revelation of the Father's heart of love for him that he trusted completely in the Father. That's the secret. He had many things thrown against him in life that could have undone him. He was persecuted left, right and centre. And he went to the Passion through suffering uh, on the cross. But the, it was the love of the Father. And you see it, of course, at the time of his baptism, when he comes out of the water and he hears the Father say, You are my Son, the Beloved, 
my favour rests on you. Now those words, you are my son, the beloved, you are my daughter, the beloved, each one of us needs to hear again and again in our hearts. And then there's another moment we have it in today's Gospel. When Jesus went up the mountain to pray, now it's just about, he's about to take his journey towards Jerusalem and he knows in Jerusalem he'll suffer. He goes up the mountain to pray and he brings his close friends with him, just the three, Peter, James and John. And on that mountain he has an experience of the Father. Now of course he was always in union with the Father, but this was a, in his humanity. He experienced the depth of the Father's love so much so that he's radiating, totally radiant with God, the Father. And that experience of his relationship with the Father. And it was all for his encouragement. We often, of course, say that the Transfiguration was to encourage the Apostles to be able to go down from Mount Tabor to Mount Calvary. But I think first and foremost it was about encouraging Jesus. First and foremost it was about the Father energizing him and strengthening him in the depth of his humanity to be able to take that walk to Calvary without hesitation. To trust the Father. And when the Father says, This is my Son, the Beloved, listen to him, I think what he's saying is, Listen to my Son because he knows my heart. Jesus said that, didn't he? I call you friends because I revealed to you everything of my Father's heart. And so we're to listen to Jesus. To hear the, the heart of the Father and to learn the way of trusting that He has trusted. He shows us the way to trust, even unto death. And, and right in the midst of our deepest crosses, as Jesus experienced on Calvary, when had everything thrown against Him, not only in physical suffering, but in interior suffering too, when He took upon Himself the weight of the sin of the world. And yes, he did cry out, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me on Calvary? But that was the beginning of a psalm that ends up in great trust of God. And he felt the experience of the abandonment and the lostness that we feel when we think that God may have abandoned us in our, our suffering and trials and difficulties and struggles. And when temptations beset us so strongly, we, we feel a, a sense of abandonment. Jesus went right into that for our sake. But you see, he never despaired because he knew the Father's love deep in his, if I may say so, guts. And right there, the deepest part of his humanity, deepest level of his heart, human heart, he trusted in the Father. And that's that we need to listen to today. We need to hear that, that beautiful revelation that we have a God who loves us. We have a God who will never give up on us. We have a God who in our deepest, darkest moments is right there with us, suffering with us. You see, when Jesus hung on the cross, it wasn't that the Father was sitting up there benignly saying, oh, off you go, son, do the work for me. You know, I'll welcome you back later. No, when Jesus is suffering on the cross, the Father is suffering with him. Only Jesus went through the physical passion, of course, for our sake, and we're forever grateful for that. 
But while he was going through his physical passion, the heart of the Father was being pierced and broken. The loving Father heart of God. The same heart of God for you and for me. That's what he's like. When you're suffering, he's suffering with you. That's what it means, compassion, suffering with. Yeah, he's experiencing what you're experiencing in his heart. He's not dispassionate, uninterested, up there, sort of looking down benignly upon us. No, he's right with us in the midst of our greatest calamities, in the midst of our greatest trials and tribulations. He is present with us. This is the truth of the heart of our God. Jesus experienced it in his humanity for our sake so that we would know that that can be for us as well. And isn't it beautiful in the first reading we have an image of this given to us from the book of Genesis. Did you notice? Abraham is an image of this father's heart. Because he's told that his only son, Isaac, is to be taken up to Mount Moriah and being sacrificed uh, as a burnt offering. Now Abraham knew that was his only son, and he had it in his old age, and there was going to be no other son. Uh, but out of obedience to, to the call, he starts to make the way up Mount Moriah. And then halfway up, and Isaac, his son, turns to him and says, look, I'm carrying a bundle of wood here to burn the burnt offering, but where's the lamb that we're going to offer? Just imagine when Abraham is addressed that way by his son, Father, where's the lamb to be offered? Just imagine the wounded heart of Father Abraham. And when, of course, they get to the top, Abraham gets a reprieve. And the Lord stays his hand, and he doesn't have to do that. But it becomes for us an eternal image of God the Father, who it says in the second reading, did not spare his only son, but gave him up for us all. So much does he love us. And if he loved us that, to that extent, he would never refuse us anything in our worst moments. This is our Father God whose heart is completely for us and with us. An image for us by Abraham's broken heart over his son. The God the Father allowed his only son, Jesus, for our sake, to be put to death on the cross. There was no reprieve there. He actually went through the suffering with him. But then he raised him from the dead. Notice in this text in the Gospel, the apostles are not allowed to talk about what happened on the mountain until later, when he was raised from the dead. And they asked, what's that mean? What happened on the mountain was a foretaste of the resurrection. It was already Jesus experiencing his humanity, something of the glory that he was experiencing his humanity when God the Father would raise him from the dead after going through all his suffering. You see? And, and and it was, a, it was a taste of it, to encourage him, yes, I will be there at the end. And that's for us too. We're to listen to Jesus, and he'll tell you in the heart today that no matter what you're going through, no matter what suffering you have to go through, whatever trial or tribulation you have to go through, God the Father will be there for you at the end. 
and he will raise you from the dead because in every suffering and every trial that we go through, whatever Calvary you're expected to go through, there will always be a resurrection. Isn't that the truth? But too often we can forget, huh? I'll finish with a story that I've maybe told before, but I'd like to story, so here we go. You ready? It was in 1989, an Armenian earthquake took place, where in the space of three minutes, 3,000 people died. Now in that city, there was a father who loved his young son, and used to take his son every day to the local school and drop him off. And he'd say to his son, now remember son, I'll always be there for you. I'll never desert you. I'm your dad, I'm your father. I'll always be there for you. So this day when the earthquake took place, the father was on the other side of the town. And so he had to make his way through all of the devastation and rubble and uh, and, and uh, horrific scenes uh, after such a, 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 an eruption had happened uh, to get to where the school was. And he finally gets to where the school and there's nothing there. It had been reduced to rubble. And the, the police and fire people and rescue people, but they said, no, it's hopeless. It's impossible. But he knew where the classroom was, where his son would have been. He made his way around to that area, and just with his bare hands he began to pull aside you know, some rocks and, and, and boulders and whatever he could to dig down. He said, I must find my son, I must find my son. Because the son was the love of his life. And people said, there's no use, it's, it's, it's hopeless. But some of them felt sorry for him, so they got some rudimentary implements because the major rescue had not yet come. And, and they were digging around with him and helping him to sort of dig down and find some possibility there might be life under there. But there, was, there was no hope in people's hearts. But this, son, this father, there was hope in his heart because he, he knew that his son was there. And he dug and dug and dug. Uh, and after 24 hours they gave up. The other people, they went away and said, I'm sorry that we just have to go home. But that father would not give up. He kept digging, digging, digging in any way he could. And then after 36 hours, he pulled back a big boulder, which was almost like superhuman strength, and he heard a cry. And he recognised the voice. And he said, Amand, Amand. And they came back, Papa, Papa. Just a few of the children had been trapped in, in an a, a, a air pocket. And they were safe. And as they were pulling these kids out, Amand was heard to say to the other kids, I told you so. I told you so that my dad would come. He said he'd never give up on me. He'd never desert me. I told you so. 
You see, we have a Father God like that. He's about rolling stones away. He rolled away the stone that was over the tomb of Jesus and raised him from the dead. And there is our hope, no matter what suffering we're in, whatever, whatever role is in your life, no matter what earthquake has happened, no matter why you feel maybe entombed as these young children are entombed, uh, in whatever shape or form, he will dig through all that rubble and he will find you and he will call you forth and he will give you a new hope and new life because he will not give up on you. He will not desert you. He loves you intensely and always has a purpose for your, your fulfillment in life. And no matter what's happened, he will not give up on you. you know, he will roll away any stone of despair. He will pull out any rock of anxiety or trouble or, or, or disturbance in your heart. And he will you know, take out any boulder of disorder that may sort of cause you such a, a way of going down into a tomb. He will raise you up. On the mountain, the disciples got a taste of what resurrection is. And in this stage of Lent, we get a taste of it ourselves. And we're given a new hope in our hearts. That whatever's happened in our lives, even if we're suffering a, a harsh addiction and finding it difficult to break it, or whether there's family trouble and feuds that are sort of like afflicting us deeply and troubling us in all those relational struggles. Or whether it's just that we've gone down into a depressing hole. What the Word proclaims is He has not given up on you. You can trust Him. Your life may be in free fall, but He will catch you. He will not let you be smashed. He is God. He is the God who sent His Son, who died on the cross for us. He's the God who did not spare His only Son, but gave Him up for us all. And if He's done that for us, then He'll do anything to give us what we need, to benefit us for our own good, and what's the best thing that can be brought to us. So let's put our trust in Him. Let's pray. Father God, we believe in you. We trust in you. We once again bring our poor lives to you. We know that often, Lord, we're prone to lose heart and fall into a pit of misery and despair. Oftentimes we're entombed in our own troubles and afflictions that come upon us from others. Lord, we know that without you we're lost. But we thank you that you do not give up on us. You do not desert us. We thank you for sending your Son Jesus to reveal your heart to us. Because he is the one who is nearest to your heart. And he has said to us that he will reveal your heart to us. We thank you for the love that burns in your heart for each one of us. We thank you that even though it seems like we may have been abandoned at times in life, that you are there right with us, 
for us, encouraging us and strengthening us. Thank you that there's no situation that comes upon in our lives that can be hopeless. There is always new hope. Because you are a God who brings good out of evil. When evil happens in our lives, you bring good. We thank you that you've raised Jesus from the dead. And that gives us hope that no matter what suffering we go through, there will always be a resurrection. And bless you, holy name.